Welcome to LA Radio Sessions. I'm your host, Mike Stark. LA Radio Sessions, it's where we explore all areas of pop culture. All right. I'm with James Preston Allen, who has put together an album called Apparitions Ghost on Pacific Avenue. This two-disc set is a trip down the streets of San Pedro, or for that matter, the dark sides of many American cities. The title track gives us a Dylan-like Desolation Row overview of the individual characters explored in the rest of the album. Is that a fair synopsis of the album, Mr. Allen? Yeah, and what I've sort of come to realize in the post-production of the audio, you know, creating the lyric book that goes with the, uh, the uh, two CDs, is that it's organized as a, a novel of song poems, with each cut being a chapter in the exploration of this overall story. see them quite often standing there in the rain lost in time or head drenched in this place denizens of the street walking wounded or insane you only see them when you're passing through all of them appearing like ghosts out here the faces on Pacific Avenue where there all the familiar faces Strangers we see every day Standing down here where the buses all come to stop Like the old Filipino men in straw hats They used to stand at Ethel's Donut Shop All these Croatians, Mexicans Even Salvador with this dry of a walk cast out here like immigrants along the cement shore standing around with their hands in their pockets so they got nothing left to do they're just more ghosts out here the faces on Pacific Avenue
lonely streets of wonder Every tattooed sailor of the world They all come looking for something like love From a street walker or two oh, But the old whores just get ugly Wrinkled and fade into this gray harbor night There's one who looks like Tina Turner, oh man Oh, she's just strutting her stuff just for you Dressed in lavender, lace and blue Just one more ghost out here They faces on Pacific Avenue I'm Larry His friend Crazy Frank There's the pointer And oh the yellow man too Along with the greats like Shanghai Red Or Freddy the Hat who Are either living or dead You know they're The legends for sure They're just ghosts out here The faces on Pacific Avenue Sometimes I look out over my shoulder See the trash trucks like banshees come I See the young or the hip or the homeless Or a group of gang of wannabes start to run Pass an old crippled man down on 12th Street Standing there with a vacant stare and worn out shoes He's standing at this crosswalk and all just wondering which way he's gonna lose But you know they are all dying To be ghosts out here too Oh, more faces on Pacific Avenue Gather round me, friends Listen to what I have to say With the price for living too close to these streets One you deny you ever have to pay Oh, you aren't too careful If you watch out what you do Find that white horse of death You know me chasing after you 
incense salesman Or somebody trying to shine your shoes If you don't look out there As fate set for you You may become another apparition Faces on Pacific Avenue Many of the characters are uh, real people. Uh, some of their names have been changed. Some of them have not. Are you haunted by the ghosts of your city, or do you embrace them? Oh, I, I think uh, generally one has to embrace the uh, sort of the supernatural uh, uh, part of, of any community. And... Uh, the fact that these ghosts are either living or dead, uh, they, they are people who I have either known or know a lot about in the course of my 50 years uh, living in San Pedro. And it's uh, very curious because each of them, each of these characters are an inherent part of the fabric of Pacific Avenue. In, uh, in ways that are um, almost indescribable under other circumstances, other than uh, lyrically or, um, or literarily. Well, but universally, as I said at the start, these people can be found in some form in most American cities, I think. I'm hoping that the, the imagery and the... Um, the authenticity translates to other places that are very similar. Right. And I, and I, and I think that, that Pacific Avenue is like a lot of other places in right. America. Let's go back a little bit. When did you arrive in San Pedro? When, when did you come here and, and where did you come from? I, I actually uh, migrated here from Lomita, but I was born and raised in, uh, in L.A. County. Uh, even though I've traveled outside of Southern California extensively. But I first moved to San Pedro in uh, 1973 and rented a large one-bedroom uh, apartment from this old Yugoslav landlady who used to cook um, Brussels sprouts to death. <laughs> and uh, I, I can still, uh, to this day, uh, remember the uh, the smell of her overcooked Brussels sprouts uh, that used to infuse my apartment because she lived next door. Can you eat Brussels sprouts today? Oh, I, I try to avoid them yeah, as much as possible. I bet. I bet. Now, uh, even though people have figured out better ways of, of, uh, of cooking them. Right. Yes. Now, you've started a really successful paper, a Random Links News in San Pedro, um, when did that start? When did you start the paper? 
Uh, that started in 1979. Uh, in uh, it's will be 41 years old as of uh, this December. Wow. And the evolution of that paper? Well, the evolution of the newspaper is that uh, it was based as being the antithesis to the uh, right-wing conservative Daily Breeze uh, press telegram. And with the uh, uh, intuitive knowledge that significant parts of San Pedro and, and the environs around it were based upon a... Uh, significant history of radical uh, progressive uh, union uh, conflicts in, and, uh, and interaction. And the ghosts of those people and events hmm. are things that still haunt the San Pedro Bay communities. Right. In the liner notes, it says that these songs were written between 1997 and 2010. Is that a fair uh, span for the, the writing of this album? Yes, except for one exception that um, I have to uh, admit that uh, the last song on the, on the second uh, CD, The Barefoot Saint. Okay was actually one of the first songs that I wrote about San Pedro. And I can't tell you the year in which I wrote it. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it was one of the earliest ones. So these writings span over a decade of time. Yes. Um, are these things you were experiencing during that time period? Or are they characters from your entire life in San Pedro? Oh, it's... Uh, some of the in incidents go all the way back to my very first experiences in San Pedro. Okay. Um, there's one line in uh, the, the title track, uh, like the old Filipino men that used to stand at Ethel's Donut Shop. And Ethel's Donut Shop hasn't been around for decades. Mm. You know, and those old Filipino men, you know, are no longer a living, probably. Right. So, uh, there, there is a certain amount of compression of time, uh, and uh, as well as space, perhaps, in, uh, in in the telling of the story. Yeah, you're listening to LA Radio Sessions. My name is Mike Stark, and we continue our conversation with James Preston Allen and his album Apparitions. Now, there are a lot of characters in this album. Uh, yeah. But the most famous character in the album is uh, Charles Bukowski, who played yeah. a big role in the culture of San Pedro and is included in this package in a song called Walking Through the Fire, tribute to Charles Bukowski.
came up to me and said, Hey man, aren't you the one? All the rights that newspaper don't see how you ever get it done.
today important is he to the city of San Pedro? Perhaps only tangentially. You see, Charles Bukowski was basically a creature of old L.A. 
you know, the Hollywood Strip before it became, uh, you know, such a tourist mecca. And then I think he lived in, in uh, on the west side, maybe Venice or something like that, before he moved to San Pedro. And uh, Charles Bukowski, when he moved here, basically moved here so that he could enjoy some anonymity. And I can remember, you know, going to the post office, as I normally do in San Pedro, and running into this, you know, old, pock-faced, grisly character at, at, at the San Pedro post office. And he, and he was down there basically to, to collect his royalty checks. Mm-hmm. Because by the time that he came to San Pedro, he was a famous writer. Right. But there was just about nobody in San Pedro that knew who, who the hell he was. And so he could he could walk into the post office, you know, go and collect his his uh, you know weekly uh, royalty checks, and nobody, you know, nobody hassled him. Gave 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 a, gave a, you know, a, a bip about who this old geezer was, you know, and nobody uh, bothered him. They you know if if like he was in, still in Hollywood, there'd be people coming up to him asking sure. him for you know, autograph or trying to tell him about their poetry or something like that. And so I knew who he was for a very long time before I was ever, before I ever breached his privacy by being introduced to him by his wife. And that is, Um, that is logged in the song, how you met him, right? Exactly. And that is pretty much the way that it happened. And it was like stunning because, you know, here's this world-renowned poet who tells me that I only read two newspapers, yours and the Daily Racing Forum. And it's it's like a joke. And yet it was like... It wasn't, true. right? Yeah. It was true. Yeah. But you have to admit, Charles Bukowski fits in nicely with the other characters on the album and the other characters that you talk about in San Pedro, even though he he came late to the story, he fits in nicely with the longshoremen, the hookers, the bikers, the other people oh. you talk about. Yes, and and it was it's it was sort of why I think that he gets along well in the context of San Pedro is that he kind of hated Hollywood. Okay, you know his his uh, comment to me about having to uh, to deal with uh, Faye Dunaway on the the movie The Barfly. Right. I don't think uh, I could repeat for your on air uh, audience the part about him that 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 worked here was is that he was an authentic um, person, e- even though his literary uh, handle or, or his literary persona, uh, Chernowski, was completely a, a fictional character, characterization of himself, all right? Mm-hmm. But his ability to, to tell the truth by his use of fiction is something that I think uh, had, had a very strong impact on me as, as a writer. KLBP LP, Long Beach Public Radio. Do you have time in the morning for a quick laugh? (laughs) 
But yeah. this friend went to Big Bear and did mushrooms for the first time. Oh no! Yeah, and he wrote me back and said, "Man, this stuff lasts a long time." Like I said, "Gummy edible." We, we you know, <laughs> start with that. Start with something a little less, yeah, than a full day, because then it, those mushrooms. Oh where, where is that guy who, who says, uh, you know, step away from your lawyer? We need that guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not advocating you take drugs, but if you feel like it, we'll talk with you afterwards. From a journalistic point of view. Yeah. Would you like to be happier today? Not as happy as that guy who tried the mushrooms. (laughs) Listen to Mornings on the Beach every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on this station. You're listening to L.A. Radio Sessions on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio. My name is Mike Stark, and we return to our discussion with James Preston Allen about his album, Apparitions, Ghost on Pacific Avenue. Let's move through some of the other characters on the album. Tell me about this biker that you chronicle his trips down Pacific Avenue in Windchaser. Who is that chasing you? For a long time didn't know what to make out of you your defiance, your spirit seemed to be crushed. Clawed its way back some lonely avenue to a place impenetrable to hurt and fear. Yet that hurt and fear still remains. Locked in your heart like amber, etched in your tattoos. Images of love and pain, oh, that scream at you down on Pacific Avenue. Freedom 
from the ghosts who know your name. Screaming on your Harley Down Pacific Avenue We're in chasing Can't you tell me Who's been chasing you Well, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that it's a woman. And she actually worked for me for a year. 
And so that, that whole year worth of conversations that you never quite figured out is about sort of the tension between her and me and all of the things that weren't said and all of the all of her issues as a human being. And she used to, to have this, you know, beautiful kick-ass Harley Davidson. And, you know, it, was, it just sort of all fell together. But the, the interesting thing about her is, is that she is part of the Blackfoot Indian tribe. And the, the line, the ghost dance that you're dancing, she actually um, participated in one of those ghost dance ceremonies, you know, where they put the hooks in, in your flesh and you wow. spin around, you know, and, you know, it sounds like terribly painful, but and there's some like curious references specifically to her life experience. Tell me about Freddie the Hat. Oh, Freddie the Hat.
shadows down the alley the footprints in the mud there's crying from the window of the third floor maryland sounds like fireworks but it might have been a gun but when everybody looks at you know it is done you know friend is a help he knew that long before tom and orange's got fired To Harriet the nun, there's good and bad, and what's done is done. Then he turned to look around and said, I best be out of town before the body gets found. This, if things go to go bang, but you never know what you know until you don't know what's next. Well, I studied the revolver in uh, this context. I replied, We'd all be better off. We're less of these out on the streets tonight.
Freddie the Hat was this uh, squat, short, Sicilian bagman for what was then basically the uh, uh, the remnants of the uh, the local mafia. Mm. He actually uh, used to uh, uh, collect on uh, uh, bad betting debts, and his original moniker was uh, Freddie the Legbreaker. <laughs> but in his uh, waning years, he uh, adopted the Freddie the Hat because he wore a hat that was looked something like mine. And in fact, maybe I, that's where I sort of got the idea for, you know, wearing, uh, you know, Panama hats. And, and there was one incident, and, and I, I got to know Freddie uh, personally uh, over the years. For his uh, 80th birthday party, his uh, friend was uh, going to host uh, a lunch for him and his older buddies and, and, and their, their wives. And uh, I asked Rika whether or not I could uh, get Freddie a, a, a present for his birthday, his 80th birthday. And she goes, sure, what would you like to do? And I said, well, I was thinking of, uh, you know, uh, hiring one of those strippers that comes out with the uh, boom box and uh, having, having her do a show for, uh, for Freddie's uh, birthday. Because at this point, Freddie had been, uh, I think, widowed for a number of years. So Rika smiled and gave me the the wink and nod on it, and uh, sure enough, uh, you know I, I paid this gal I think 150 bucks or something. She shows up and uh, she turns on the box and starts doing this hoochie coo, and I swear to God, the old guys uh, that came to his birthday party almost all had heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to L.A. Radio Sessions. My name is Mike Stark, and we continue our conversation with James Preston Allen. Okay, having spent a lot of time in San Pedro myself, the perception of you and your paper are wide-ranging. You have many advocates, but also you have a legion of detractors. What is it, and do you think, about your activism and your paper that brings on such strong feelings toward you and your work on both sides? And does that make you part of these apparitions? I've had to challenge myself with that. One, if people don't have a strong reaction to what you're doing, then uh, frankly, I don't think you are making much of an impact. And that's both, you know, positive and negative. I mean, I have people, you know, literally stop me on the street and, you know, give me the thumbs up, you know, or the, uh, the one finger salute. <laughs> and uh, either one is, 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 is a viable reaction to someone who has the courage to speak frankly about the issues of the day, the politics of their, uh, either their community or their country or, you know, the city. And I see this as, as all part of... Um, protecting, you know, free speech by using it and by uh, uh, enticing people into a, a form of civic engagement. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever expect people to agree with me 100%. But uh, the truth of the matter is, there's more people that like what I do with the newspaper uh, than those who don't. So I'm, you know, I, I'm not 
playing for ratings at all. Well, you've but, you've got forty one years behind you that prove that. I would say. Yeah. 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 So. But you know, on on the other hand, I'm hoping that there's some things that I can do with this project that I normally couldn't do by writing an editorial or by doing a um, uh, a fact based you know, reportage of, uh, you know, an incident or incidents. Although some of, some of the things that are in the album are in fact true incidents that actually happened in San Pedro that were um, re either reported on or um, uh, public knowledge. Of the songs that I did not play mm -hmm. up to this point, which one should I include to add to it? And, and we'll close it out with that. Probably the death of Segura. Got a throat cut right down here at the All Star Inn. She got a list of suspects, and the rumor mills grinding out leads, just like a shot of bar whiskey cost you a fin. But Everybody thinks like everybody knows Oh, they're talking lips of two voices down At the Indian room It's just death or madness Creeping in on old shoes And you can choose between the two Just like two black Some poor <laughs> Andy the shutter bug stepped past the body on his way out to lunch, but didn't realize. Right back past yellow police tape. Corner family men say we got a body over here. Now sense of mortality is biting his tongue. This chain didn't seem to have a name. Choose between the two 
black rose He's sitting on some pole Like everybody thought It was just a girl The Indian girl From the halfway house She's an Indian on drugs Mixed with alcohol Detectives got out the coroner's report He's sitting on his desk Oh, there weren't no knife Funny how things do get around It's just death or madness creeping in on old shoes You can choose between the two Just like two black rows He's sitting on some pole The Death of Segura is, in fact, a true story about a young woman from a halfway house who ended up dying, uh, basically ODing down by the All-Star Inn. But the story starts out with the, the rumor that she got her throat cut. And that's told to me by uh, a bartender. And, you know, the bartenders are, are always good for passing around uh, whatever the, the most recent rumor might be. Could be some of it laced with truth, some of it, uh, you know, enhanced, you know. And, of course, in, a very, in just, what is it, three or four verses, I go from the urban myth of uh, the woman getting her throat cut to the crime scene to the fact that the police detectives got the coroner's report sitting on his desk. And the, the important, I, I think, punchline to the song is funny how things do get around. Hmm. The, the actual refrain, I think, is uh, relatively poignant. If, if not sort of kind of tongue-in-cheek. Apparitions, Ghost on Pacific Avenue, James Preston Allen. How do people get this uh, album? You can go to the randomlengthsnews.com slash shop 
website. You just scroll down to the apparitions image and all of that, or you could uh, stop by the Random Links office nine to five, and I believe it will be available at the Page Against the Machine bookstore in Long Beach shortly. Cool. Well, I want to thank you, James, for doing this, and uh, good luck with the album, and good luck with the paper, and you and I are working on other projects together, so this is not goodbye. So <laughs> It is all free to say. Yeah, yes. I'll be the same. So anyway, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining us on this edition of LA Radio Sessions. We'd love to hear from you about what you think of the show. You can join the conversation on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash LA Radio Sessions or visit laradiosessions.com. Stay tuned. More to come.